This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Still to throw some shade. Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag Time to drag her. Drag her. Oh, my boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. In the name of the wigs, the shoes, <laughs> and the holy pads, we have the second coming of Britney. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have Derek Barry with us today. On what? Drag her, the one and only Drag Race yes, podcast. Yes, Derek, Derek, hello. Hi, good morning or afternoon or good night, whatever one anyone prefers. <laughs> good afternoon, distinguished panel of guests. <laughs> 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 Derek, how's your weekend? It's so great. I'm excited to be back with you guys and and talk uh, and talk all things drag. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. We're very excited to have you back. You so you <laughs> said that you had a gig that was canceled. So are you doing gigs again? Um, yeah, it was actually supposed to be a, a gig for the Biden campaign in <gasps> Phoenix because it's obviously yeah. a swing state. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were just waiting for the funding to come in for it. And there was supposed to be about almost 10, uh, drag queens on it. Mm -hmm. And it's a a client that has a place in Arkansas that I've been to before. He has a restaurant and a hotel out there, but he also has a place in Phoenix. And we did a big Christmas party with him last year. And so I don't know what happened, but, um, it was, it was postponed to November, but now it's going to be in Arkansas instead of in Phoenix. So it will be less about the campaign and more about mm-hmm. hopefully a celebration of oh turning of power. I oh, <laughs> I fear about planning things as a celebration mm-hmm. because in 2016, I agreed to do a stand up show called Nasty Women, a celebration of our new president, Hillary Clinton. Wow. <laughs> it was the day after Election Day. And let me tell you. It was like a fucking funeral. It was the saddest yeah. show I've ever done. Whoa. It was a bunch of sad people packed in the Virgil in uh, Silver Lake, just like kind of standing shoulder to shoulder with the most somber looks on their faces. And all the comics were backstage upstairs and we we're like, should we do material? We yeah. can't do <laughs> material. So none of us did material. We just like talked to these people. It was like, honestly, like therapeutic, but grim. Right. Wow. <laughs> well, that's why we're, we're killing it. We're doing everything we can this year. I mean, the, the early voting numbers are historic. Yes. And um, I, I'm not going to count my chickens yet, but, you know, we're people. People are activated and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely. excited, too. But don't count your chickens before you buy a farm. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't try me. Because you are not that kind of girl. Mm-mm, you got to get that farm first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Derek, I mean, you obviously have been the star of everything you touch, but you have really been a star in Vegas Review. Mm-hmm. 
Tell us about this experience and what what it was like when they were like, I guess, tell us first about just doing the Vegas show. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is the third Vegas show I've been a part of. It's the second one that I've been a part of from the beginning, Uh, Mm -hmm. because when I first moved to Vegas, it was for Lacage. And that Mm -hmm. was that was celebrating its 20th anniversary when I joined. So Mm -hmm. this is obviously so different because it was brand new. Wait, uh, real quick, was it the play Lacage or was it a review of the it play? It was Lacage? called an evening at Lacage. So it was it was uh just celebrity impersonators though, but ah. they got they got the whole idea obviously from the stage show. Mm-hmm. Um and that opened in eighty five out here okay. at the Riviera. And that Whoa. ran until two thousand uh I think nine ish. Okay. Um, so I was in that one for about four years and then I did America's Got Talent and then Divas opened at yes. the Imperial Palace and I was a part of that. So for That's this one Frank to come Marino in. Marino one, right? That was Frank Marino's Divas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when this show came about, because I Coco Montrese and I had already left Divas a couple years prior to mm-hmm. it closing. And I heard that they were talking about doing a RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas show and Nobody had asked me about doing it yet. So I was like, how the hell is this getting discussed? And I'm not being right. discussed in it. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but I feel like that was the blessing because a lot of the people that had heard about it or that thought they were going to be in it or like Chanel went on Hey Queen and said that she was hosting it and she ended up becoming an understudy. Mm. So I'm so glad I wasn't attached to it from mm-hmm. the very beginning, at least by my knowledge, because I ended up being a full time cast member in the show and I was like so excited uh but the building of the show was unlike anything I've ever done I mean we had rehearsals in LA for uh, a week and then we rehearsed the entire month of January out here in Vegas and filming I've never filmed something like that I mean besides drag race but it's so different because this was building a show. It wasn't a competition. Nobody's mm-hmm. getting voted off, even though some of the cast members probably wish I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was very easy to just film while we were building a show and fun. So fun. So it wasn't tire. It was it tiring. I'm guessing. Was it a little hard to be like, I'm working so many, so many things right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it definitely felt like double shifts because it's one thing to rehearse for the live show, but it's another thing to be on for the camera. Mm. And and we had to basically decide what we're going to put out there. I mean, we all had our individual storylines, but then we all have to have some sort of, I don't want to say drama together, but I mean, nobody wants to watch this as a documentary they mm-hmm. already have work the world on wow presents plus this is vh1 where people are used to you know confrontation resolution conflict resolution mm-hmm. conflama mm-hmm. you know all those things that we love to watch housewives <laughs> for we conflama. had to we had to provide that you know yeah. and so it was very easy for me to uh kick it off with naomi because we really did have unresolved uh, tension or issues and we were getting along fine in rehearsals but it's another thing you know when we're drinking at my house party I'm mm-hmm. like well let me bring this shit up and see what this bitch has to say mm-hmm. and uh and we actually got to grow so much from that experience so That's I wouldn't awesome. change it I loved it 
God, why did they show us so little of that house I know. party? <laughs> what did we miss? Every week, Mono has been like, I want to see more of that party. There's things we're not seeing from that party. What is that I, party? I'm surprised. <laughs> I know. It It really was the kickoff of everything because it started kind of, it, it started problems, obviously, with uh, Naomi in Nebraska, with me and Naomi, uh, a continuing problem. And then Asia was very confused because she's like, wait, you, I thought you guys were friends. Why is this happening? And then everyone else was just like, whoa, what's going on? We thought you guys liked each other. And uh, I, I think that they, number one, they wanted everyone to come over to my house and drag. And the cast mm. members were like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't do that in real in life. In real life. Yeah, that's We're not going to do weird. it. weird. Yeah. So that's some um, two Wong Fu bullshit where you're like, no, yeah, it just yeah. went across the country and drag. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't happen in normal life. So they're like, OK, well, if this is a reality show, then we have to be real and we wouldn't go to Derek's and drag, which I mm-hmm. respected. But now that it got cut or, you know, shortened, I'm like, mm-hmm. if we would have been in drag, they would have never mm-hmm. been able to cut it. But they mm-hmm. wanted more drag for the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's- I see. Very peculiar to me to ask drag queens to go to a house party and drag. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. because drag is an art form and then a job. Like I'm not going right. to go to a party and then like pull out my portable mic and do stand up. Yeah. People would be like, Nicole can't come out anymore. She has to stay at home. This no, is I think people would love it. I actually think people would love that. I would love that if you had one I of do. those kindergarten. Remember those echoey like kindergarten mics that yeah. are like <laughs> like a Fisher Price mic where I was like, all right guys. And I have a tiny wow. microphone. I'm like, guys, time for the stand-up show. <laughs> but I guess they wanted the visual stimulus, but they did. Yeah, because they knew the whole first episode was mainly building the show. So that's mm-hmm. all of us at that's us at rehearsals. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's why the casino scene got pushed up because they mm. needed some drag in the first uh episode. But Another thing, too, is like when like my house is so dimly lit, I, we call it the Blue Bayou because I love mm-hmm. uh, Disneyland and the restaurant there uh, attached mm-hmm. to Pirates of the Caribbean. And mm-hmm. so it's very lit, low and like really peaceful. And when they come in, they put big lights, mm-hmm. all like rope lights on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And so it's scary to be a drag queen and know that you're going to step into lighting like that you <laughs> that's know? not lit for you yeah that's not lit yeah like we need ring lights attached mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. our waist you know coming up from a pole <laughs> on our face right because um, a beautiful drag. face becomes the aggro crag real quick mm-hmm. yeah it's it's scary so Ugh. i think that was another thing too as the girls because that's my first thing is well i don't ever like to go out anywhere that's not lit for me in drag so mm-hmm. when you think of going to someone's home you don't think of drag and I think mm-hmm. that, that that was really where the probably most of the concern was is like, well, we can't control that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have a trillion questions. But one question I have <laughs> to ask you is what was it when the when the episodes were airing, did was your drama in the past or was it opening some old drama wounds? Um, I was good with Naomi the whole time after the party Mm -hmm. um, because we did, obviously there's a lot that, you know, the viewers didn't see, um, but we came to a much better understanding of where we were in the times where we hurt each other's feelings. And Mm -hmm. we're much different people now. 
and we've grown so much as individuals. Um, I think maybe, and I can't speak for Asia, but um, I do think that Asia watching it was probably a little hard for her um, Mm -hmm. because there were so many opinions thrown her way from not only the cast, but obviously outside viewers. Um, I can handle anyone saying anything about me because it's, it's nothing I haven't heard before. Um, but this is a very different situation for a lot of the other cast members who maybe went through drag race, completely loved everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, idolizes them kind of like what Latrice went through on all stars Mm -hmm. where she's like, I'm Latrice. I ever, you know, I'm America's sweetheart. Everyone loves me. And then she was getting some sort of backlash from the fans. And it's confusing when watching it because you think, oh, well, I'm still the same person, but people are having this different opinion of me now. And um, I think that that was probably a little hard for Asia because she separated herself so much from us that people thought, okay, well, now you're not being professional or Mm -hmm. now you're not acting as a host of the show that's supposed to bring people together. But you can't tell someone how to feel uh, in situations like this. And that was one thing I wasn't ever going to do is... uh, tell her what she had to do. I just have to give my opinion on what I think she could do to move Mm -hmm. past situations. But uh, when you're in the moment filming it, it's, you're not thinking about it airing. You're not thinking about, Oh, well let me play at this angle because when it airs, I want the audience to feel this certain way about me. And, uh, and I also wasn't willing to be a part of a show that was going to be called boring or be canceled because people didn't think that it was, anything special. So Mm -hmm. I would rather have people say, you know, Derek's the Lisa Rinna of Drag Race Vegas, because I think that's a compliment. I do too. Um, I think there has to be somebody who stirs the pot a little bit. Like if you watch Drag Race, RuPaul stirs the pot most of the (laughs) time. Like if the girls aren't stirring when she does her walk around and goes, why do you think that's a good choice? That's Mm -hmm. stirring the pot, putting you a little bit in your head. Exactly. you need, like nobody wants to watch RuPaul's best friend race. No. It's not interesting. No. And people would be upset about it, even though they're like, why is everyone so mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. not everyone's not being mean. They're just being adults sequestered together in a Mm -hmm. high pressure situation Mm -hmm. where some people know they need to make moves to make television. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that those are the most entertaining characters. And those are the characters that I've seen continuously work. And Mm -hmm. I, of course, I want to be liked. But as a Britney Spears impersonator, right away, I'm not liked in the drag community and also Mm. by people that just don't like Britney Spears. So (laughs) I don't really care what people think about me on a TV show, they're watching my TV show. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And funnily enough, I feel like this year has been your redemption year. Yeah. I'm very yeah, happy. I think I so. love it. Right. Like, and like, obviously like that's, what's going to happen when you go on the show. You're, you unfortunately are going to get one of two edits. Yeah. You're going to yes. get redeemed or you're going <laughs> to get like the other. And I feel like you have really come around as, I don't know, just a real favorite in, in, in even though in the past you were painted as the mm-hmm. real villain of season mm-hmm. eight. Yeah. I think edits kind of get somewhat funky sometimes. Like you were talking about Latrice. I think Latrice had a funky edit mm-hmm. a little bit on that show. Yeah. And I, I think it might've been that season. Just there wasn't enough drama. 
So then it's like they cut into it with editing. I just, I like someone who's like, oh, I'll give you something to edit. It's the same thing when I do Nailed It. Like people are like, are the cakes that bad? I'm like, yeah, they're terrible. But like <laughs> when you eat something terrible in front of your friend, you're not going to be like, dab, 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 dab. there's cameras there. <laughs> so like I'm going to amp it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You, it's just, it's perform. You're performing. Yes. Reality is not reality. No. When there's cameras there, you're performing mm-hmm. to... An yeah. audience that's later going to see this reality. Right. And yeah. I just, like I said, I, I don't want to be boring. And mm-hmm. I there's enough there's enough drag content that is documentary style. You can go to WoW Presents Plus to check things out. <laughs> and I, I just think that on VH1, we would have ended up on the cutting room floor if we were all best friends and we mm-hmm. hugged and held hands and you know, cried on opening night together and braided each other's hair at my party. It's Truly. just, it's not what I'm not interested in seeing that on housewives. And I watch all the housewives franchises, every city. And there's episodes where I'm like, God, that was a boring one because nobody mm-hmm. fought. Yeah. And I don't, it's not that I want people to be, you know, throwing punches, but I want people to have disagreements that actually elevate a situation to something where they're mm-hmm. learning from each other. There were so and many stories. where they can grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also like scripted television. Every scripted show you see, there is conflict and resolution, like yes. you said earlier. Yep. It's so funny to me that people are like, I don't like it when people are mean. It's like, yes, you do. You do. Like, mm-hmm. We love Cardi B because if you've ever seen a love and hip hop reunion, Cardi B screaming at someone and like yeah. throwing a shoe and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> what a treat. I wish I could throw my shoe at somebody. Like, it's just, it's like almost aspirational. You're like, I wish I was liberated enough to do that. I'm now laughing because I'm thinking of Cardi B tweeting at the fucking Tiger King lady. Bitch, you killed your goddamn husband. (laughs) Bitch, you you killed your husband. I know. She's so funny. She says the shit you wish you could say. And that's like. I feel like that's the magic of reality. You're like, oh, they're just like me, except really amped up a little bit more yeah. than I'd ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Well, I'm speaking of that, what stories, obviously there were so many stories on the show, but what stories do you think we would have seen more of, Derek, had the show had more episodes? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, there's obviously you, there's there's some stories with you and there's stories with Evie, et cetera. I think that... Well, I really wanted to find Vanjie Love. So mm-hmm. I would have loved yes, to have seen... Yes, you did. And seen, I really loved that. <laughs> I would have loved to seen that come to fruition because I think that Jose is such a great guy. And then mm-hmm. Vanjie is just such a charismatic performer and caring person. And uh, even though it was just... I think they were on a three-month contract because then they were going to go do Work the World... Uh, they had the option to come back in the show. So really you can make Vegas your home if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody was forced to, but obviously it was encouraged. If you wanted to stay, you're, you you can stay. And so I think that finding someone for Vanjie is not easy because Vanjie is such a big personality. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, okay, cool. Well, let's try to set her up with someone that's not in, that doesn't do drag. You know, let's try that first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she wasn't into that. And then Cameron's not enough uh, of a personality. So it's really that balance of, you know, he's he's going to need to find someone that makes him laugh out mm-hmm. of drag, but then can still um, be entertained by him in drag. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a hard 
that's a hard yeah. thing to find in life. Watching mm-hmm. Vanjie, I was like, oh my God, I see myself. <laughs> yeah. Was, because I'm like, I need someone who's like, who understands what I do. Yeah. That offstage, I'm a different person, but I still need you to be funny and think mm-hmm. I'm funny. It's a very complex thing when you are a personality, but then also are a person. Because yeah. there's some personalities who are just like loud all the time where you're like, oh boy, do you ever turn off? But it's like Vanjie <laughs> does turn off. Yeah. And then every Silky cameo made me laugh so hard. Oh my God. Because Silky <laughs> was like the neighbor who, like, she was it. like, what's her name on Full House? Kimmy Gibbler. She's like the yeah. Kimmy uh-huh. Gibbler of the show. She like <laughs> appears on the phone. She's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> She's fucking eating your sandwich in the fridge that yes. you were going to eat the same day. It made me laugh so hard. I The show is well done, I think. I, I enjoyed it. It's really well done. Yeah, I was really happy with it. I think that they're, when the show is back up and running, if, you know, January allows us to do that, like right now we're selling tickets uh, starting January 28th. So if that does happen for January, I really hope there's, you know, cameras back to mm-hmm. pick up where we left off because uh, we got cut short filming about six weeks. And then right. that's how, you know, home footage got used and mm-hmm. some things were dragged out longer than than they would have been had they mm-hmm. had the extra six weeks of uh, totally. of their content. Do you totally. think the Asia drama was dragged out a little bit? I thought it was dragged out a little. I, how long was she in the other room? Uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was weeks. Dang. It was okay. weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think at least a month. Well, a few weeks. I don't want to say it's a month. It was definitely more than two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was two weeks too long though. Right. Yeah. You know, I also thought it was a little too long, but then I also get it because mm-hmm. I'm an extremist. Like personally, I'm like, a. In fourth grade, my teacher told me I wrote too big. So then I wrote so small that she needed a magnifying glass for her old ass eyes. And I was like, don't fucking tell me I write (laughs) too big. That's how I fucking want to write. They give you spaces. I'm going to use the whole thing. So if someone's like, Nicole, I don't want to get ready near you. I'm like, oh, you don't want to get ready near me? Well, then you're not going to be near me. I'll go go outside. You will do some petty shit. You will. You will. You'll be like, oh, this guy said (laughs) I would look cute if I wore like a dress. So I wore 10 dresses. I wore 10 dresses right on top of each other. And I said, do I look cute? No. So like, I get Asian doing that. Yeah. But also I was like, I also have people in my life who are like, girl, you're being literally insane. And I just wanted someone to say those exact words. Like, not like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, be like, girl, this is wild. Mm -hmm. You're being literally wild right now. Well, Mm -hmm. and I thought that I wasn't there for Naomi's uh, first finding out that Asia was moving dressing rooms because that just happened when the two of them were there. And Mm. I found out at work, like coming into work, what the hell's going on? So watching it, I'm like, Naomi gave Asia the chance to talk, like to stay. And she wasn't having it. She's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm negative. Nobody wants to be around me. That was not what was said. And so mm-hmm. I think that when someone is in their feelings, they're going to attach other feelings to it mm-hmm. and make it bigger so that they have more of a reason to decide what they're deciding. But that was not the issue. And I really thought bringing it up in front of everyone was the right thing to do because it was being talked about behind Asia's back mm-hmm. um, to other people as well as what you did see. And mm-hmm. so I just thought this is a great time 
for Asia to say, oh, you know what? I didn't I didn't even realize I was doing that. Um, I, I'm sorry. And I'll watch it from now on. I can't I can't tell you that it's going to be perfect because uh, I'm not a perfect person, but I am going to at least acknowledge that this is affecting your space as well as maybe other people's. So mm-hmm. let me work on it. And there was nothing like that. It was just shut down, mm-hmm. uh, not willing to even see that there was an issue. Right. Um, and that was what was hard for me because I'm watching Naomi not get ready at work. And that's my friend from my season, whether or not we were fighting at one point or not. That's a girl that I went through season eight with that I've only done with 11 people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was my time to have a friendship with Naomi in our new found relationship. And she wasn't getting ready at work. And I just mm. had never been in, I've been in shows here for uh, almost 17 years in Vegas. And I've never seen someone not get ready in the dressing rooms at the theater. Mm-hmm. So I just thought this is not cool. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. And I know Naomi's bothered by it because she's telling me. So mm-hmm. if Naomi wouldn't have told me on camera, I would have handled it a completely different way. But once that's out there mm-hmm. on camera, it needs to be dealt with again on camera. Right. And I know I could have possibly handled it differently. Um, I don't regret it because I think that sometimes people do need to see or hear what people are saying about them so that they can learn from the way others view them. I mean, mm-hmm. I can learn from that as well. So I, I just think that, yeah, I, I could pull anyone to the side, but I'm I'm sorry, that's not that's probably not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I it's not, no, Derek, of course. And we, and we thank you very, we, I mean, truly. I, I could pull you to the side. We could have a private conversation, but it's probably not going to happen. I just. If you don't win a GLAD award for gay excellence, <laughs> uh, a gay Pulitzer. Um, now, I have a question. When you signed on to doing the live show, did you also have to agree to doing the TV show or it was just like, look, you got to do both? We had no idea. I know I had no idea. Um, so I found out about the show in July of last year, um, end of July. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, it's actually happening. They were announcing it at DragCon. I had to go shoot promos in L.A. And uh, I was so excited about it. And then one day I got an email and they just said, hey, we need this uh, signed uh, back today. And I'm like, (laughs) you need what signed back today? And they said, oh, this is for the reality show. And I'm like, (laughs) a reality show. (laughs) And I just had no clue. And I didn't even read through all the paperwork. I was just like, fine, because absolutely. I mean, the answer is always yes. Always. I I don't have to be asked twice. Do you think all the other girls were just as excited because no. I obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but Definitely that's what I want to know. Like, were they like, girl, <laughs> if you're doing the live show, you got to sign this. I think it was kind of. Yeah, because if I mean, there's only six of us in the in the main cast and then mm-hmm. the four understudies. And even at one point they were talking to the understudies as well, but they didn't really they weren't going to be at work every night. Um, mm-hmm. Coco was the only one that actually performed on the stage of the four. And she's the one that I'm closest with. So mm-hmm. that's why anytime I could have Coco around, I always invited her or wanted her there. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I just think some of the girls, some thought it was just going to be just like Work the World uh, docuseries. And Mm -hmm. they're all friends and they love each other and they hug and laugh and all that. And so by throwing me into it, they knew that I hadn't worked with a couple of them. uh, And you really don't know what to expect with me, maybe. So Mm -hmm. they're like, perfect. (laughs) Stunning, flawless victory. (laughs) How does the understudy thing work? Like, is it just like I'm sick or is it like, do they have a definitive date when they get to work or what? Yeah. So Coco uh, filled in for Naomi. She was Naomi's understudy and my understudy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't planning on taking uh, time off. I tried to take, I think it was Valentine's Day. I got an offer to go do a show and they said, no, we really need you. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we would like you to not take any time off the first month. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, well, I guess I'm here I am. And so mm-hmm. I didn't schedule things. And uh, Evie, because she had just won previously, she had the most gigs that she had to still fulfill. Because when Mm -hmm. you're on Drag Race, people will book you a year out. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she had things that she had to still go do. Uh, But yeah, some of the girls learned their their uh, their tracks because each person at least did understudy for one person. Um, Mm -hmm. And Actually, Cameron tried to call in sick one night and her understudy didn't know the track. And so Cameron had to go to work, which is funny because those understudies were at all of our rehearsals in January. And so I'm like, how did you not learn the track? But, um, you know, there's professional people and then there's unprofessional. I want to know names, but we're being recorded and I fully respect if you don't want to give me a name. I respect that. I'll ask you after. Um, I guess I have a question. Oh, you know what? We should take a break before we spill more tea. What do you say? Yeah, let's take a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bring back my brick, which again, I know doesn't make any sense, but I've been saying it for a very long time. Internet, leave me alone. Yes. Uh, I love Coco Montrese. I got to see me her too. perform at Charlie's. Oh. <gasps> and yes. yes, you were with me, Mono. It's yes, when I hosted we... the Gay Porn Awards. <laughs> oh, and also we saw Vanjie there. And I was going to say, Vanjie is stunningly beautiful in yes, person. Yes, she's so oh, cute. Yeah. Like maybe more so than film. But I mean, she's beautiful, obviously, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was aghast when I was like, that is one of the most handsome men I've mm-hmm. seen ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. And we were at Charlie's drinking grape vodka sodas <laughs> and Coco was slaying. Coco was so oh, good. I was like, I love oh, her. I love Coco so much. Coco yeah. had no idea who I was. And I was like, please take a picture with me. Just like, <laughs> very gracious. Like, OK. <laughs> and we fell in love with a boy, a go-go boy with uh, just the yummiest body. I love Charlie's. <laughs> Charlie's is so much fun. Yeah. I was so happy they let us uh, shoot there, too, because... Mm-hmm. Not everywhere in Vegas will let you shoot. And mm-hmm. uh, all those scenes we have to do with no audio, like no music. So they had mm-hmm. to have no music at a nightclub, Ugh. which I mean, not a lot of nightclubs are going to say yes to that. Um, but we we shot it earlier in the evening and I think it was on a karaoke night. So right after we were done filming, they started the karaoke mm-hmm. night. Um, but Charlie's is super fun to go to. I did Pride there. I think two years ago and mm-hmm. uh, it was packed. I mean, it's just, it's a fun, mm-hmm. it's a really fun bar in Vegas. If you want more of like a low key type of place yeah. versus a big, huge nightclub, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny. A, a thing that comes up in this episode a lot is like dating a drag queen. It's hard to date another drag queen. Obviously you have expertise with that. Uh, <laughs> what What tips do you have on like, that and is has it been tough i think that the most important thing is making sure that if you're if you are dating a drag queen that you have different styles and aesthetics mm-hmm. because it's really hard if you're trying to go for the same gig and mm-hmm. uh i mean when we first met mac 
the last thing he would ever have done was drag. But mm-hmm. it was such a great opportunity presented to go film Drag Race and be a makeover contestant. And he was paired with Alaska. And I'm like, how would you not want to pursue that? Mm-hmm. Because that is something that I will never, I'll never be a part of. Like my legacy is going to be female impersonation, celebrity impersonation. That's what I'm going to be known for forever. And Nebraska was created by Alaska who ended up winning All-Stars. So it's like, we're just such different types of drag. And I think that as long as you're encouraging your partner to do great things and they're doing the same for you, then you can make a relationship work if you're in the same field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Nebraska, there was a fight at the casino <laughs> where Asia was like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Were mm-hmm. you trying to shoehorn Nebraska into scenes so Nebraska got a little bit of airtime so then Nebraska could make more coin on some gigs? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of right. course. Yeah, I'm a that's, pusher. That's a person you love, of course. I'm a pusher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, My favorite also, part of the answer was there was no <laughs> pause. No hesitation. Like, yes, that's absolutely. fully what I was doing. Uh, I can't believe you asked me <laughs> if that's what I was doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm offended you didn't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but for real, though, when... And I mean, the girls can't really attest to this because they're not from Vegas. They didn't live here. They're all transplants. Uh, They're from L.A. or Evie is from uh, Colorado and Asia from Texas. So nobody lived here prior to the making of this show. And I do. So in a real circumstance, I would have Nick and Nebraska everywhere with me, whether Mac is in drag or out of drag. If I'm in drag doing a gig then they're with me. And that's something I had to explain to production is like, yes, I understand that you're following six drag queens that are the mains, but you're also following my life. And my life consists of the three of us. So it just wouldn't be natural for me to not include them in certain times. Like I, I wouldn't have gone to Charlie's with just Vanjie. It wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. I would have taken Nick and Mac and I did. And so I think they started to get it. And, uh, and I definitely thought that because of what happened at the party and, you know, Naomi and Nebraska kind of like got uh, started on the wrong foot. I thought it was a fun time for us to all be in drag and then come together. And like I said, conflict resolution, that's really Mm -hmm. what I was expecting is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. hug. And, you know, let's move on until the next issue. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't get to happen that way. And I think that it, what's funny is Asia had such big, such a big problem with Nebraska getting involved in my uh, discussion with Naomi, but she had no problem inserting herself when it came to Nebraska and Naomi having their own conversation at the casino. And that's, a little hypocritical, but I understand she's, you know, coming for her friend, but if people understand that she's coming for her friend, then they need to understand that Nebraska is always going to have my back as my partner. Mm -hmm. And that's just, if you're in a relationship and your partner wouldn't do that for you, then you probably need to get out of your relationship. Mm. Work. You know, unless it's more like housewives where the husbands are getting involved and there's only one husband at the table, 
not talking about Aaron, but Aaron from Beverly Hills, <laughs> you know, and all these women are like, uh, hey, bitch, uh, no, not happening. Uh-huh. But that's very different energy when there's women and men. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all men that do drag. And so yeah. in or out of drag, we're still that same energy where we're we're not really feeling a certain way about, well, no, you can't talk to me like that. I'm in drag right now, uh-huh. you know? So mm-hmm. it, I just think that in or out of drag, we're going to, we're going to have the same feelings towards each other. I do. I am excited about this drag housewives universe. Cause I, I it think is very draggy housewives. I think that's what I said in our first it. episode of covering it. I was like, it's very housewives and I'm here for it. Yeah. Right. Like what other <laughs> franchises, obviously we we're doing Vegas, but what other franchise would be great? Like New York. Probably. I would love a New York, obviously for Broadway. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. that just, I would love to see the, the drag race live show everywhere. I would love mm-hmm. to see a Chicago version Mm-hmm. Um, obviously New York. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that there's so much talent. There's so much talent in Chicago. I'm at Roscoe's, uh, when things are normal, um, I'm there at least three times a year. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there's, there's so much talent there and diversity. And I think that would be a great cast and New York, just because of the live singing element, then you're really getting into drag divas mm-hmm. because one girl's going to be pissed. She didn't get the lead part. And then another one is mad that her mic was turned off during her performance. I mean, I would just <laughs> love uh, to see that. <laughs> That's a whole nother element. How about this scene? You come to New York to teach Bob the choreography. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how good would that be? Wait, speaking of New York, your catchphrase at the beginning of the episode is take a bite. What is it? It's take a bite, take out, of a this bite out of this big apple. Why? I have no <laughs> idea. So originally we were told that we were going to have like our, our lines, our, you know, opening lines or whatever for that. Well, we never got to film those because mm. it was cut short. So oh, they shit. took pieces of our interviews of our confessionals. Oh my and God. I, it actually ended up airing in the show. I'm looking at the TV like it's over there, like, you know, <laughs> but it ended up airing. I had said, uh, you want a piece of me? We'll come and take a bite out of this big apple. Mm-hmm. And then they just put the big apple the big part. Apple and part. so many people are like, you're not from New York. You, what are you doing? <laughs> so I made so many references. I was like, oh, well, um, I'm the one presenting the shiny red apple to all the girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm inspired by New York <laughs> Tiffany Pollard. You could tell I love New York. And that's uh, so funny. You know, I have New York on my mind. I got my eyes set on Broadway. I'm going there next. Like, I just had to come up with stuff uh-huh. because it made no sense. But <laughs> genius. Oh well. they, they did you dirty there. They did you dirty. They did. It was so confusing. They did. It's so funny that someone pulled that and they're like, yeah, let's use Big Apple for Derek, who lives in Vegas. I yeah. know. So <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Well, I, I have a question. I'm going to ask this about everything. But one question I need to ask you that is, were there really sparks between Vanjie and Cameron? Absolutely. Oh, yes. OK. Yeah. OK. Tell me more. And I knew more. We all went out one night uh, to Piranha, to the nightclub. And it's it's funny because those are really the only two that would work. I mean, mm-hmm. Asia's engaged, so she's mm-hmm. not going to be doing anything. I'm on boyfriend hoarders edition, so <laughs> I don't need to collect anymore. And um, Evie was also uh, dating someone during filming. And then 
that just left Naomi. And so really, I didn't see Vanjie and Naomi. I didn't see Naomi and Cameron. And so I'm like, okay, well, it makes most sense that Cameron and Vanjie being from the same season, even though it was a limited time, they still Mm -hmm. traveled together and they toured together. And then before um, this show, they were on Work the World as well. So Mm -hmm. I think both of them had admitted like in the past uh, in interviews that they found each other attractive. So I think that was just the next evolution, you Mm -hmm. know, and and because of what Cameron went through um, with her own relationship on the show, it was very easy for Vanjie and Cameron to have like a little rebound type of fling. And I just didn't think that Vanjie was ever going to date another drag queen after Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see that coming. But at the same time, I mean, she has a type, you know, like we've obviously seen her type. (laughs) Uh (laughs) She's got a type. (laughs) like tall (laughs) tall muscular dancer dancer yeah exactly i did think brooklyn is a good a good match for her right because he's he is funny but he's a grounding energy yes something tells me she needs to be she needs that yeah Mm -hmm. and i just think that cameron I, i really did see cameron come out of her shell more during this show than uh drag race and mm-hmm. so it's going to be very exciting to see Cameron on All Stars eventually, because I think that Cameron found her voice, yeah. like really did. And mm-hmm. it was it was nice to see that side of Cameron because, you know, a lot of times um, he's quiet. He's just in the middle. He doesn't want to offend anybody, doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And at the same time, I'm like, well, but when your friend is wrong, you need to tell them. And when someone else is wrong you need to tell them. So mm-hmm. be that friend. Be that friend that's like going to speak up and say something. Mm-hmm. Although I did love during most of the fights, Cameron would just sit <laughs> still on camera, but so yeah. far in the background. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh so hard. I was like, this so is because funny. there's always a friend like that who's like, I can't do this, yeah. but I'm still here. Yeah. I love that shot in the casino yes, where Cameron's so just funny. at the machine, at the slot machine. Oh my God, that was so funny. Obviously, you had it's such a sickening cast. Who would you say surprised you the most? Like it, maybe just as a performer or person? Um, well, I knew when they were putting the show together that everyone had to be a dancer because mm-hmm. it was very choreography heavy. Um, I knew this theater because I had uh, seen other people perform there before. Um, and so I knew because when I met Olivia Newton-John, she was at that theater and we had to go up these stairs to get to the uh, the green room or the dressing rooms. So I knew that that's the only way up and down uh, to the stage. Mm-hmm. So we were running, running, running several times throughout the night. And so I knew this was going to be a show where we had to be in shape. We have to be ready for the productions, the choreography. Um, I knew they were all performers and dancers because just watching them on drag race. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for the stage show, um, I I mean, I'm obviously surprised by Asia's ability to just host an entire room. And, um, And I love when a host talks to the audience and doesn't just have a monologue and that's it. And that's all they know. And every night it's repeated, even Mm -hmm. though she had a script, she still would 
If someone came in late during opening, she'd call them out. And that's my favorite. My favorite. <laughs> if someone's on their phone, she'd call them out. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's talking, call them out. And I, I love that. Like mm-hmm. that to me is, is, uh, that's a host that is like on their toes. Asia's an incredible host. Mom incredible. and I saw her at uh, work the world and She's I was great. not shocked, but I was just like, so mm, what's a good word? Just invigorated. I was like, Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yes. This is, this is hosting. Cause you do see yeah. like lame ass hosts who like just stick to the script. Don't the play with the thing. audience. Yeah. And there's standups who do the same thing where you're like, Oh, you're not in the moment. Like right. yeah. someone exactly. did something and you just looked at it and kept going with your set as opposed to being like, what the fuck are you doing? And like yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as then, a host, they, they just ask you to spin gold out of nothing. <laughs> like yeah. in Work the World where Hosting they pull. Hosting is hard. Yes. They pull a few people on stage to like make them do a drag makeover. Mm-hmm. It's like. She made it so funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she did that bit every night in Vegas with new people mm-hmm. um, for the slap contest. And she's just, she's a fantastic performer. And, uh. And that's fun for me to see, too, because most other shows I've been a part of, the host doesn't perform. They Mm -hmm. host. So you're not going to see them dancing. You're not going to see them singing. um, And and Asia does it all. So that was not surprising to see, but exciting for me to see Mm -hmm. live because when I saw her lightsaber thing, I was floored. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that's not even the production number that she wanted to do that's one that was given to her because it's a part of the soundtrack for the show so she we didn't even get to see asia do what asia wanted to do and i think that that's probably going to be revamped when we reopen Mm -hmm. because she wants she wants her own talent number you know yeah and i respect that i hope she plays the drums have you seen her play the drums I don't think so. It's wild. Like, she's oh, wow. really talented. Whoa. Like, when I say, like, floored, I was like, God damn. Yeah. Hosting is one of the hardest things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're first up. The audience is cold. They're not mm-hmm. warmed up. They don't know what they're in for. And then she just makes them laugh right off the bat. And yeah. then she comes back and you're like, and you're going to fucking dance your heart out. And yeah. there's drums. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real skill. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. I I have a million questions. I have one question that is uh oh so you get to do womanizer in the show? I do. Well, I rehearsed up until the last couple days before opening. It was supposed to be oops, I did it again into <sighs> uh toxic into until mm-hmm. the world ends mm-hmm. and they couldn't get clearance for oops Fuck. because it's a Max Martin song and Britney's Broadway show was opening her musical was oh, opening shit. in I think it had um uh like a pre-run it was going to be in Chicago mm-hmm. and then it was supposed to go to Broadway so we couldn't use any Max Martin so they replaced Oops with Gimme More and I mm-hmm. actually was so excited because mm-hmm. I've never performed Gimme More on the strip um or Till the World Ends um yeah. I've been doing Toxic in in other shows but that was really scary a couple of days before opening to find out like, mm-hmm. oh, and you can't do oops. So we have to re-choreograph for Gimme More. Damn. Did you use the VMA choreography? Not the VMA choreography. <laughs> <laughs> they did her dirty. I'm still upset they about the dirty. VMAs. Yeah. Specifically because I have gotten to see VMA uh, rehearsals. So mm-hmm. somebody yeah. watched her rehearsal and somebody mm-hmm. said, yep, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And that person's a dick. 
That yep. person really should have been like, hey, Brittany, are you marketing it? Or is this the actual uh, performance? And if she mm-hmm. said the actual performance, I would have said, for you, we're going to pull it. It was yeah. it, it was just fucked up. <laughs> well, the, rehearsal, the rehearsal was better. The rehearsal oh, was, was it? what I thought her rehearsal was better because she was in her little sun hat and the oh. crop top and the jeans. And it looked like Britney. Like uh-huh. that, oh. that's what. Britney, I don't think I've seen the rehearsal. I got to oh, really? search for it. Haven't now. seen the oh, rehearsal. Yeah. There's that one. And then there's also the choreographer in Britney's spot running the number. Oh. And that is incredible. Like Dang. unbelievable. Wow. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I One thing I liked, I think it was for the record, um, they went through, MTV went through and did like Britney's most iconic VMA performances. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so they listed them all. And then she said, oh, well, uh, what about Give Me More? Did they say anything about Give Me More? Oh boy. And they're like, no, no, that wasn't in there. And she's like, huh. So it's like, it's funny because she's confused mm-hmm. that it's not a part of it. But at the same time, I feel like it's so iconic. That it is, I mean, it is iconic. Yeah, it is. We've never seen where, her like, do that before. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe in Free Britney, the Free Britney movement? Actually, now that more things have come out, I know in the very beginning of it, um, like when Eve wore the shirt on the talk and everything, mm-hmm. uh, I, I posted about it and then I'm like, you know, it was when she came out and she put a video out on her Instagram and she's like, you guys really, I need you to respect my privacy and, um, leave my family alone and all this stuff. And I just thought, God, that's, that's gotta be real. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe someone made her say that. So as a fan and as an impersonator, I didn't want to push it to the point where it's causing more problems mm-hmm. or more of that, like, um, I don't know, conflict, I guess, between mm-hmm. fans. And um, so but now that there's been so much more uh, to light, uh, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. this is someone that I've seen her fortune uh, just deplete over the years, but I've watched her sell out arenas Mm -hmm. and be the highest paying artist in a Vegas residency in the history of residencies. So I'm like, where's her money? Uh Where's the money that Britney's worked for? Mm -hmm. And how is her fortune going down when she's a millionaire? I it just none of it makes sense. And then obviously everything coming out with how much lawyers are making a year mm-hmm. and someone was getting a three hundred thousand dollar raise. And I'm like, for what? It's insidious. It's a Fuck very off. complicated yeah. thing that like I won't really speak on because I don't know enough. But mm-hmm. I'm like, something's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wish her the best. And yeah. me too. from her Instagram seems a little happier that she's not performing. But then also, I don't know. You know, right. like, I'm not there. I don't know the girl. Yeah. I hope she's okay. And she's still dancing. She's, like, loving. She's obviously a performer. She needs to be on camera. She needs to be watched. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows that that's a part of her. It's it's innate in her. It's not even a learned behavior. Britney Spears was made to be a performer. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that's sad for me to see because I did see her in Vegas. I've seen her all around the world for her shows. Mm-hmm. And... uh it's undeniable that that person uh, is made for the stage. 
And so mm-hmm. to see videos on her Instagram and it's just her dancing and having fun. Of course, I, I like to see those. I would mm-hmm. rather her be on stage doing it, but mm-hmm. I also have to believe that if she's not making the money or she's not seeing the money, mm-hmm. then that's a problem. And, mm-hmm. uh, I know at one point, yeah, she, someone probably did need to step in and just be a financial advisor for her. I get mm-hmm. that. But that was, we're talking 13 years ago mm-hmm. now. Yeah. A long so, time has passed. Long. You can't say that the girl that sold out a circus tour for the entire year of 2009 is not capable of making decisions when she toured for a full year. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, it should have been a very limited time where her family stepped in and, and advised her or, you know, possibly was there for her because I, I will never know what it's like to go through a divorce and have kids. And I will never know what it's like to be that famous. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine what that's like, but I do think that uh, she has proved herself to be more than capable of making her own decisions and uh, this is not someone that is this is not someone that is in need of the conservatorship in the way that conservatorships are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a weird question, Derek. What's your favorite B-side weird Britney song? We're talking phonography, <laughs> Mona Lisa, <laughs> gasoline, alien, criminal. The song where you're like, I love that this made it onto an album. Mm. <laughs> There's some really good B-sides on the Britney album, the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, Before the Goodbye or Runaway. Uh-huh. It's all the ones off the Britney album. Pre-Blackout. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the early Britney because, I mean, I love all the Britneys. Like, let's be honest. Um, but there's something about those that I'm shocked didn't make the album because they're such good songs. And vocally, she is incredible in them. Mm-hmm. So I really like any of the Britney album uh, besides. So that one's your favorite album too? I, uh, well, no, because <laughs> I love Toxic. So I can't, it's between Britney and In the Zone for me. I'm always uh-huh. like. In the all, Zone is great. It's yeah. just, the it birthed Toxic. Like it, I have to. Yeah. I have to give that album all the props it deserves. And Every Time was such a. Honest Ballad. Oh, um, such a good song. It's so good. So yeah. Good. And she wrote, like, she's even playing the melody and saying how she came up with it in the ABC special. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that In the Zone, probably because she had more to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Britney, I just love every song on there. I get so yeah. excited. I love Lonely. It's such a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um I love Blackout, I gotta say. Blackout's I know. it's a great album that she just wasn't able to promote. I know. But yes. it's like, it's a solid album. It's, yeah. Every, so uh, every song on Blackout is great. I just, because I started impersonating Britney during the In The Zone mm-hmm. era, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, everything I had to watch was from the Britney album, from the Live From Las Vegas DVD. Mm-hmm. And I just, I... That's the first tour I saw. It's the first concert I was ever at. Um, not just Britney, like first concert ever. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that album. And I have such a connection to to the Britney album for that reason. It's like my first real, con- it's the first time I saw her, you know, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I 
I have more questions and too many, but the first one I need to ask uh, is, what was it like when the show was getting Corona shut down? When Kovana Montrese yeah. came to the <laughs> yeah. stage and said, this is my show. Because you guys had a show and then were shut down day mm-hmm. of another show, right? We had... We found out on the way to work on Saturday night that that was going to be our last show. Fuck. Wow. Um, it was March 14th. And I just remember, like, at least we knew. Because mm-hmm. some shows, um, I haven't been a part of other shows when they've closed, but I have heard from cast members that they didn't even know they were performing their last show. Mm-hmm. They Dang. found out after the fact, this uh-huh. was your last show. Uh, we're done. Uh, pack up your stuff. And uh, that's it. And mm-hmm. so that would be devastating. I'm really happy that I haven't had to go through something like that. This was mm-hmm. the closest I will ever feel um, to that experience. But it was shocking because our audience was packed. I mean, we were only open six weeks and we were selling out shows all the time. And mm-hmm. so to perform on a Saturday night and other shows were already closing. So I knew it was going to happen to us and, Broadway had closed that uh, Thursday, just mm-hmm. a couple of days before we did. And I knew once Broadway is done, then we don't stand a chance because we are the Broadway of the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And there's just too many shows here to keep some open and mm-hmm. not others. I know Legends tried to stay open. And that Monday they said, oh, you know, we're still selling tickets. Uh, nothing's going to keep us dark. And they got red on social media. And then Mm -hmm. they, you know, put out another statement. Okay. We're uh, actually going to close until further (laughs) note. And I'm like, yeah, duh. I mean, it's just irresponsible to sell tickets. Cause it's like, I could do shows and I can keep myself safe because I'm a singular person. I bring my own mic. I demand that everyone is in the front row, at least with a mask. But then it's like, I'm asking these people to come together to sit Mm -hmm. next to each other Mm -hmm. in a closed space. Yeah. So I'm going to put hundreds of people at risk for what? Like, yeah. I think that's the thing that people don't get. Mm-hmm. It's really it's this whole virus has been very interesting, to say the least. Well, that's when we yeah. didn't know. Everyone's like, wash your hands. And it's like, bitch, it's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, we're like, just wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. For 20 seconds. Yeah. Listen yeah. to a full chorus of oops. Honestly, <laughs> When I started seeing that in bathrooms, I was like, the fuck is wrong with everybody? Did we not know it was I I mm-hmm. washed my hands for like 30 seconds. That's what my mother taught me. <laughs> and I just thought it was like everyone knew it was 20 to 30 seconds. And I was like, oh, we got to sing choruses now. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And then I flew back to L.A. that first weekend in March. That was like my last weekend of shows. I like Mm -hmm. flew back and I was in the bathroom and I remember just like a line of women washing their hands, looking around at each other. And I was like, this isn't a performance. Wash your fucking hands and move the fuck on. It was so wild. It was weird. So nuts. And and then also I'm like, why everyone like, especially airlines. Oh, we're doing deep cleanings and we're doing this. And I'm like, why why weren't you doing that before? I mean, ew. (laughs) <laughs> I, before the pandemic, would wipe down my seat. Yes. But then I saw this video of Naomi Campbell and she like really deep, like uh-huh. so then I started like really fucking yep. deep cleaning my seat. And I remember flying home and the flight attendant was like, oh, so you're really getting that clean. And I was like, 
Yeah, you stupid bitch. Yeah, duh. This, there's something in the air and we don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know it. We don't get it. Um, I love it. I have a few lis- uh, listener questions oh, uh, cute. before we let you go, if that's all right. Of course. I love listener questions. Are you ready, Nicole? Yes, I am. <laughs> Here's the first one. And it's very pointed. Uh, Perfect. Was India Farah offered the Vegas show? Um, I have been politely asked to not discuss. Okay. That person. Ooh. Okay. Um, but very, India very, is very a well. beautiful country that I've toured. <laughs> I got to do uh, New Delhi, um, <laughs> Mumbai, <laughs> and uh, one more. I can't remember because I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> um, but. I love the country India and it's beautiful. Work. Yes. Work. Uh, next question. How is your relationship with your AS5 sisters? Oh, gosh. Pre the decider interview or post the decider interview because I got in trouble for some things that I said that were offensive, I guess. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Wait. I don't wait. think I've read it. I pulled up my phone and I'm going to bookmark it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had made the, this is what I accidentally did. I took two thoughts and I put them together. And in one sentence, it wasn't great uh, mm-hmm. because I had said something about, uh, it was it was uh, half stars. Half Got the it. cast was half stars. And then I said, I would have loved to have been top three with Shay and Jujubee. Mm-hmm. So I can't mix those two thoughts because obviously then it doesn't make sense that I only like two of the cast members. And that's absolutely not what I what I had meant. And I wish mm-hmm. I would have clarified that. Um, but because I wasn't there long, uh, I just didn't feel a huge connection to that cast. Um, mm-hmm. There were, you know, the two Vegas girls that I wasn't super close with uh, at the time. Alexis and I are closer now. Um, but then there was also, I think three LA girls that all had each other's backs. And then there were girls from other seasons that had each other's backs. So I was the only one from season eight kind of by myself there. And I think that's why I, when I saw Shay and Jujubee, I was excited. Cause I'm like, oh, they're on their own too. They, mm-hmm. they don't have friends from their season. Um, mm. and so I think that. I will, I'll just continue probably to feel like an outsider in the drag race, uh, competition franchise because Mm -hmm. I do Brittany and yes, there's other things that I would have loved to have done on the show. But, uh, at the same time, I need to realize that my drag is just different than theirs. And, uh, that's, what's kept me working for so many years. And that's what has kept me in three Vegas shows. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I would hope that, I can be closer with some of them in the future, but um, it's really hard to feel close to people that I don't feel like really uh, value what I do or think what I do is special because I think they're all great and they're all fantastic. Uh, It's definitely not a season that I thought was going to go the way that it did. And I think watching it was even more frustrating because I'm like, how can you send yourself home on all stars when I got sent home and I, I shouldn't have even been in the bottom in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that was what was season, you mean in all stars in all stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I just, of course. it's, it's hard to watch that season and know that I got sent home 
And other girls were like, okay, it's time for me to leave. You know, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to vote for myself. And I'm like, bitch, where was that energy, you know, episode one? Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know how close I'll be with a lot of them. Jujubee is like the one I talk to the most. Um, And that's because we had a friendship that was built 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And Shay is someone I obviously absolutely agree with winning. And I think Mm -hmm. she did a fantastic job. Everyone did a great job on that season. And I I just don't know. I'm not even really that close with my season eight sisters, though, because mm. we, we all do our own thing. We're all constantly on the road. We're all yep. uh, we're all doing our own projects. And so, yeah, we have a group message and we can check in with each other. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I just don't I, I don't I don't know how close I'll ever feel to. Um, a lot of the queens from the franchise, because the first thing they do is, well, he does Britney. That's not really drag. And I'm like, you can't say that about my drag when there's things that you do that mm-hmm. other people don't think is drag. And I'm out there saying all drag is valid and you are saying celebrity impersonation isn't, or I took the easy road or I, you know, just, I don't like the judgment and the criticism in mm-hmm. inside the community and from the community. So Drag queens can say all they want that it's a sisterhood and we all love each other, but it's not true. And that's what's hard for me to to see. And I speak on that and I say it and some people don't like that, but um, that's honest. Like there's a lot of girls that will come for your gig and uh, will take a lower rate to make sure that you don't get the gig. Mm. Um, They will make up stories so you don't get a gig. It's like, I just, I don't do that. And I think that there's more work there's enough work to go around for everybody. We're all so different, but a lot of people, um, you know, you find out who's really insecure in this business when you find out the the things that they say behind your back. That I, mm. I let the church say, <laughs> Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh my God, you are. I, this is. The, uh, we'll end on this question. What is next for the amazing Derek Barry? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm. I'm most excited to obviously get back to work in the Vegas show. Um, mm-hmm. But then also I'm uh, putting together my uh, voiceover reel because I'm not going to let something that happened on all stars. Like, you know, I did the uh, celebrity impersonations and obviously it wasn't enough time to commit to those characters. And, you know, I got some good feedback and some not so good. Um, but that's really what I want. That's really what I've always wanted to do. I love doing voices. I love uh, uh, characters, things like that. So it would be so fun to get into that uh, market. And that gives me a little bit of a break from what I'm known for doing. And then I get to be appreciated vocally versus Mm -hmm. aesthetically. And I think uh, moving forward in the future, that's something I can do forever. I can do it from home. I can Mm -hmm. do it from a studio. And uh And I've always loved celebrity impersonations and then my own kind of character voices as well. And that was one thing I loved that was highlighted on Vegas Review is me just putting on different wigs and uh, coming up with different voices for these wigs. Yes. And people finally were like, oh, my God, Derek's so funny. We love that. That's so good. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I did on All Stars. I just didn't change wigs. So it's like, you know, you just it's the right time, right place. And I think that when uh, not in a competition setting is really where I get to just be myself and shine. And um, 
And I just, I want it all. I want SNL and I want movies and TV shows and oh, yeah. stage shows and Broadway and all of it. I want my, I want season two of Vegas Review for Hell, sure. And you deserve a producer you know, buff. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk Love to your it. reps. Come on, Karina. What is it? Creative <laughs> consultant? Creative consultant, oh story God. editor, uh-huh. back end, front end. <laughs> You were really made this series pop and you're an icon and we're so glad you came back, Derek. Thank you so so, much. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Thank you for asking me and, and thanks for loving the show. You know, it's really, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting to be a series premiere or a Mm spinoff and have people love it and, uh, and appreciate the work that went into it and know, you know, when you're in the business, you look at it differently and yeah. so it's I'm very happy that there's been people from the inside or behind the scenes of of television and film that are like, well, if Derek wasn't on it, we wouldn't have had a show. And that, that makes me very happy to know that, yeah, it's it made people uncomfortable at times and you can call it cringe or whatever you want. But uh, but it was entertaining and mm-hmm. and I'll do it again. <laughs> and she won't even I love say it. oops it's like a no threat oops. I'll do it's it again <laughs> I will do it again oh <laughs> uh, well as always thank you for listening find me and Nicole on yes. the onlines anything yes, else yes, you want to yes. promote Derek before we go um, some music that I uh, came out with with Nebraska and Velo over the summer oh. um, you can find it all on uh, Spotify iTunes it's streamable it's buyable it's all of it um, and it, it was a lot of fun. One, the first one we did a video for was bitch, please. Uh, then we did tequila sunrise, um, sexy war zone and flaunt it. And flaunt it is one of my favorite songs. Um, a producer dad's Mayo out of Australia and he's incredible. And, uh, it's fun. It's fun to do fun music and, uh, and, and just channel something different. So that was a lot of fun. I would love to do more of that. And I want people to check it out and see that I'm not just a little Britney. Absolutely. The link <laughs> will be, link will be it. in the episode description. So find it right where you're listening to this podcast Yay. and rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. And uh, cause we love it. We love it so much. Yes. Also <laughs> make sure you drop off your ballots. I think in L- or in California, the little boxes close at 8 p.m. on election day, so make sure you get there before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're registered to vote. I think registration in a lot of states, some have closed, some are till like October 27th. Um, election day is the third. Make sure you vote. Uh, make yeah. sure you do some research on the measures and the fucking props because they're worded to confuse you. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, yeah. <laughs> 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 and and mask yourself up, bitch. Yeah, cause... wear a mask. Ask a friend to wear a mask. Let's keep our germs to ourselves because I like I don't know. I'm not trying to die because some ugly ass bitch breathed on me. You know, like it's just <laughs> that's not what I want my legacy to be. Okay, no, legacy, legacy. Oh well, till next time. Toodaloo, bitches.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.